What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the 13th month of 2020, also known as 2021. This is What the Fun Cast, episode 101. Woo! I didn't even. Ahmed's get to waving hear his you. hands. He's not saying anything, but he's waving his hands. <laughs> um, Listen, I didn't even hear your woo because so we we switched to Discord from Hangouts to record these episodes. Also, hi, I'm Ahmed. But the noise suppression in Discord is like extreme. So I literally really heard Paul go woo. <laughs> that was it. He was waving <laughs> his hands, but that's all I heard. Anyways, how are you doing? Yes, ha- I am doing swell. Happy New Year to happy, everyone. Yes, Happy New Year. Uh, it's been, it feels like it's already been a full year. <laughs> it, it really, it really has. So, uh, full disclaimer, right, full disclaimer, uh, obviously you've all probably been keeping up with what's going on in the world. So, uh, if uh, you can, I'm sure you can, if you're on our Discord, you kind of know our thoughts on, on things, but it's uh, definitely, if, if anyone um, thinks that anything that's been happening with the Capitol and the, and the rioting and, and all of that and the... Uh, the insurrection of the Capitol building was anything appropriate, then please just take your time elsewhere. Unsubscribe. Uh, get out of here. We yeah. don't value any of that. White supremacy, all that good stuff. Well, not good stuff, but you know what I mean. <laughs> all the stuff of that fashion. Um, yes. It's just it's so ridiculous to see what things have come to. It's very unfortunate. Uh, and then for someone in the highest ruling power in our free world, our country, right, to... To incite violence the way he has, whether you accept that or not, is another story. But that's that's the that's it. I mean, it's it's plain and simple, right? So I I know Ahmed is Ahmed's given me feedback that I've uh, that I've in some of the wording that I've used, it almost seems that I am inclusive of everyone's views, and which I am, and and everyone deserves an opinion. But this is one that I think we can all agree on that there is no opinion on, right? Where there is a lot that's wrong in the world, and there's a lot that we need to do better and, and come together and unite and be a better people as an entirety. But the bottom line is this is insane. So, uh, yeah, it is, it's a happy new year. I hope everyone had a, a great holiday, a safe holiday. Uh, but please take time to reflect and make sure that you're properly educated. You're navigating through social media and everything else on the internet, whether that's, whether you're someone that's on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, or you're someone that, Maybe on Parler because you feel that Facebook is censoring your data, or whatever that looks like. I mean, there's, there is, photoshopped and, we'll call it fake news because it truly is fake news. There is fake media floating all around the internet. I mean, you see all sorts of stuff, and it's crazy to see how powerful something like Photoshop can drive an idea to something that someone fully believes wholeheartedly in, as if it was written in the scripture. Um, it's it's sad. So please. Uh, if you if you enjoy listening to us and and you know I, I hope that uh, we are all on the same page here because there is so much fake media out there. Please take the time, educate yourself, and understand the entire situation. Understand the facts, um, and please be careful on what you listen to from people and, and and try to educate your friends, family, coworkers, and make sure that everybody's educated because it's sad that the the agenda of fake news and the agenda of of perpetuating lies has spiraled so far out of control now that people uh, an entirety of a group even whether they're you know whatever you want to call these people firmly believe that certain things happen that never happened and it's almost like when we talk about another extreme and this has obviously gone totally off the rails we're going to talk about this for just a minute but (laughs) i've gone on a whole dissertation here where you have people that are like holocaust deniers right and and that's like it's almost coming to be the same sort of the same sort of narrative which is really scary so please make sure you're educated and you're really taking the time to do your research before you may make a social media post of your own or something along those lines and and please be safe and obviously we don't encourage any sort of violence of of any sort right i mean there's no reason to I mean, people have died because of, you know, people trying to, quote, unquote, stop the steal, whatever you define that as meaning, right? So, uh, anyway, that's that's my three and a half minutes slash two cents on, on the world there. So, please, you know, if you are supporting these white supremacy groups or the QAnons of the world and perpetuating fake news and media, please just... Don't even associate yourself with us because, frankly, we don't want to be associated with it. So. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. They're 
no no racists, no homophobia, no xenophobia, any of those phobias. We are a welcoming community, I guess, now that we can, you know, we can, I guess, call us community because we have our Twitch channel, we have our Discord, we have the podcast, and it's kind of grown, and we're happy to be where we are, but uh, I guess in, I wouldn't say we're necessarily influencers yet, but um, if, you know, we we have no part in that. We are welcoming and, and accepting and uh, not, you know, deniers in, in science or fact or reality. So with that out of the way. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And that is one thing that I did not say is that, yes, we're welcoming of all people, right? All yeah. shapes, sizes, colors, whatever, orientations and everything, right? We're 100% accepting of all that because our small little community is very diverse in and of itself. I mean, you look at it and you know, we check a number of boxes, right? So there's yep. all sorts of people that are in our community, and, and that's what we want it to be. We want it to be open. We want it to be a place. I think Ahmed actually called it a refuge uh, to get away from the world and kind of enjoy each other's company, irregardless of who you are, what you are, any of that, right? So, yeah. And that's not the narrative that's coming out of some of the some of the violence that's going on and threatening of violence, right? That is pure, that is way, they are not accepting of anything, right? And it's and it's truly unfortunate. So, yes, yeah. yeah, sorry, Ahmed, you were going to say, what have I been doing? <laughs> yes. How have I been spending my time outside of being glued to the news uh, to kind of watch everything that's, that's happening? Um, let's see. Uh, it's been a long time, so it's been a few weeks now. So last week there was truly no news, so we streamed instead. Um, and we played Fortnite, which was entertaining to say the least. Uh, there was a little bit of chaos in that as well. So, good time. um, yeah, yeah, fire alarms going off, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> uh, but yes, that was fun. So maybe a meds turned on to Fortnite, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, Fortnite continues to be, I think, one of the best free to play games. That's just my two cents on it. That's okay. That's my opinion. It doesn't have to be everybody's. Uh, what else? Uh, we watched Soul. Um, I think the day after Christmas or two days after Christmas, which I enjoyed. I I think that it definitely wasn't top five Pixar for me. I think it would probably be maybe maybe top ten. How many Pixar movies are there now? I don't know. Like I, don't know, I was gonna say, like, aren't there like only fifteen? <laughs> no, there's definitely. I think we're up to like twenty now. No, um, are there? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. There Let's are... See. Oh, 23. Wow, okay. Yeah. I, I would say I don't even know if it makes top 10 for me. It might make top 15. I think it makes top uh, 10 for me. But I'll get into that. You go on. We should... Yeah, we should go into a ranking uh, of all the Pixar movies. That would be fun to see how that shakes out and how bad we want to kill each other after it all. I remember, um, actually... So you asked us if we ever ranked it, and I was like, I don't know if we did. I remember now, after we watched Onward... You suggested that we do a ranking, and I was like, I don't even know, and I like got like really stressed out about it, and then I just we just never did it because <laughs> then we went. So to okay, that that makes happened. more sense. And I think we yeah, just got that's true. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So I could have sworn that we did, um, but I guess I was wrong because I, I don't know. I just I vaguely remember. I know we ranked we ranked the Marvel movies like what a hundred times over. Yes, it feels I have that, like, like after every new Marvel. <laughs> Yeah, after every new Marvel movie, we rank them. But yeah, I think we should rank the Pixar movies. Um, in a in a world where I have you know a lot of time, I would say that uh, I should go and rewatch all the Pixar movies. But um, I don't know if that's yeah, necessary. No. Well, there's a few that I would like to rewatch because there's. Uh, I think I haven't even seen all of them. I haven't seen all the Cars movies. Those you haven't my, seen all the Cars movies, my really? One gap. I've only seen Cars. I've seen. I feel like maybe I've seen like half of Cars two, and then I haven't seen Cars three. Do you know what the highest grossing Pixar movie is? The way you sound that makes it sound like it's... Or the way you worded that makes it me think that it's going to be something that I'm not expecting. Um, hold on. Give me a second. Uh, highest grossing. Five, four, three, two, one. Inside Out. No. The Incredibles 2. Really? I'm. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was shocked. What do you think is number two? Uh, this one comes from Screen Rant. <laughs> um, I don't know. Five, four, Coco, three, two, one. Inside Out. <laughs> I don't know. Toy Story Four. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I guess. All right. Number three, Toy Story Three. <laughs> I was gonna say Finding Dory number for that one. Number four, Finding Dory. Number okay. five, Finding Nemo. Number six, Inside Out. Coco is number seven. Monsters University is number eight. Up is number nine. Incredibles 1 is number 10. 
Ratatouille. Run me the Ratatouille, of course. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. What? Cars 2 is number 12? Above How the hell did that happen? Cars 1? Wasn't Cars 1 the best one of the three? Isn't yeah, it like, Cars 1 what? was the best one of the three. Yeah. Number 13, Monster Zinc. 14, Brave. 15, Wally. Interesting. I am shocked, but not shocked about The Incredibles because I know The Incredibles 1 was one of those movies that like people adored for reasons that I don't quite understand. I love The Incredibles 1. I, I didn't realize how much or how many times I'd seen Incredibles 1 until I like rewatched it and I'm like, wow, I like memorized some of these scenes. Why did I watch right. this movie so many times? Right. Um, people went through like an extreme phase on The Incredibles and... Yeah. Yeah, Which is, I don't know. It, that's probably why Incredibles 2 was highest grossing, because everyone felt that they needed to see it. Um, right. Which it was fine. It wasn't a bad movie, but it certainly wasn't. It didn't quite live up to The Incredibles 1, I think, at least. I I just, I've never been crazy about The Incredibles. Like, I think The Incredibles 1 was a really good movie. Incredibles 2 was good. Um, but like you said, I don't think it lived up to the hype. But, I mean, it fit, like, the same universe for me. It, it did what I would have expected a, a, a sequel to do. But, I mean, it's no Toy Story, so... <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. I don't think... I feel like with every Toy Story sequel, I didn't expect it to be as good as the first one, and yet, every time I was disappointed. Right! They like, were so damn good! How did oh, they make gosh. four excellent films? It's just... I don't weird. know. Soon, you'll be like, how did they make five excellent Stop. films? Stop. No. Enough. There's going to... It's going to be... There's, it's going to happen. So, I... All right. Moving right <laughs> along. Uh, here we are, 11 minutes. We're like, oh, what are we going to talk about? There's nothing to talk about in the episode. Here we are again. Um... <laughs> Uh, what did I do? I streamed some Switch games. I streamed Tetris 99, uh, which I had a lot of fun with. I don't know. Tetris 99 is just fantastic. Yes. Um, really love that game. The fact that it's free. Also, all I do is buy games and then play the free ones instead. So <laughs> that's what I've come to the realization of. Uh, we played Worms Rumble. So we, we played Worms Rumble uh, on PS5 slash, I think, also PS4. Yeah. Um, they were and uh, December's... December's PlayStation Plus games. So, Worms, Rumble, Rocket Arena, and... I don't remember if there was a third one. I think it was just Worms, Rumble, Rocket Arena. Uh, Yeah, just those two. Yeah. Yeah. And And, uh, Worms... So, so one was really bad, and one was surprisingly good, and you would think... I I bet people, normal people, I would think, Worms, (laughs) Rumble was probably pretty good, and Rocket Arena was pretty bad. It was the opposite. Worms, Rumble was really bad. Rocket Arena was surprisingly pretty fun. It was. Um, so the old Worms games were all turn-based, and so like Worms Rumble now is real time, which you think is like a cool, fun thing, but it's just it's chaotic and not in necessarily in a good way. I don't know. It just didn't yeah. didn't hook me. Didn't hook us. No, it's not. It's it's way too overwhelming. There's way too many guns. Like the one thing I like about Fortnite is you have to go and it has that charm like PUBG started, right? Where you're going into a house. You're going in and you're finding good weapons. You're finding bad weapons. You're finding uh, crates that have good weapons and stuff like that. In Worms, it's like if you get to a certain part on the bottom floor, it's like every weapon is down there. And, like, I get it, but it's just weird and wonky. And it just, I don't know, it's just not for me. It was, But Rocket Arena, on the other hand, had, like, a big-time Overwatch vibes, right, which is what we kind of knew going in and we figured we might enjoy it. Um, but the characters were pretty well-balanced and they were pretty varied to the point that Every character felt pretty different and unique from one another, which is tough to do. Yeah, no, it was really surprisingly fun. Like, we played for, I think, like, two or three hours because people were like, ooh, go again, yeah. go again. Like, it was genuinely, it's a really entertaining um, kind of, I don't want to call it a shooter. It's kind of more of, like, a brawler-ish. Um, but I guess, it, like, everyone shoots rockets. That's why it's called Rocket Arena. But uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it has a lot of varied modes. I think the only issue with it, I guess, is the lack of player base. Um, just right. because it was offered at thirty dollars and it should have been a free to play game, realistically. But who's to say? You know, you know what I saw. Speaking of games that you know, f- that whatever got super cheap and all that. Titanfall two. Apparently, the player base on Titanfall two has spiked because of Apex, which I remember a long time ago. We talked because it's the same. It's in the same universe. Yeah. Um. So and it's made by the same developer. Where Titanfall 2 has been, like, I don't know, $5 at any given time on any given platform. And that's also included with EA Play, which is included with Game Pass. So, mm. apparently, like, Titanfall has, like, thousands of concurrent users on it still. Oh, um, which is Which is pretty cool, yeah. So, mm. that was that's your fun fact for today. Um, we played a lot of the Overwatch Winter event, got all of our costumes and loot boxes. 
uh, from that, so that was fun. Uh, a lot of, I guess, the th well, I think we talked about the thaw mode a little bit, uh, but the thaw mode was a lot of fun. The Eddie mode, obviously, back for another year. Yes. Um, and uh, the Chinese New Year event is happening starting today, actually, right? No, no, no. So to this today's event is just like a kind of a special event just for Hanzo because they released like a new story bit of Hanzo or whatever. Um, so it's for two weeks and it's just for a new Hanzo skin, but they did release a new free for all map um, in Overwatch. It's like in the same area. It's like next door to Hanamura, so it's like Japanese. Oh, that's style. cool. Yeah. So that's very that cool. Oh, we should. Yeah, that sounds fun. Um, it it just shocks me that they're still making all these maps for for Overwatch and stuff, and it makes me happy too, right? Because my obviously my sixty dollar purchase from I don't know what four years ago, five years ago is uh, going a long way. So yes, uh, which is pretty cool stuff. I mean, because they're because Overwatch is never going to go away with Overwatch two, right? Like your Overwatch one disc will still allow you to get all the new characters, all the new maps, all the new modes. Overwatch two literally just gets you the story mode. So it's right. kind of very. I would be surprised if after Overwatch 2 they didn't just make the original one free to play. Uh, I know, I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah. Which I think would be good because, I, mean, I don't know, we'll, we'll see. The free-to-play market, I'll tell you what, I feel like, I don't know, I, I'd like to go back and look at what my comments were on free-to-play a while ago because <laughs> I want to say I, I at one point thought that Fortnite going free-to-play, I can't remember if I thought it was a good idea or a bad idea, but I'd be curious to see what I thought about it going back to that area because... You know, PUBG, and we were talking about this, I think, maybe while we were playing Fortnite, but PUBG being 30 bucks, and then Fortnite going free-to-play literally was the nail in the coffin for PUBG. And, yeah. you know, looking back, if they made it free-to-play and they just bit the bullet and made it free-to-play, what would have happened? And, you know, same thing with some of these other games. So I'd be curious to see what happens with Overwatch if they do make it free-to-play. Um, what else? Uh, oh, so I play this game called Tesla versus Lovecraft. So... Nintendo had a big end-of-year sale, and I tend to buy these games based on recommendations from Reddit and um, friends and whatever else. So, uh, Tesla versus Lovecraft sounds like a very strange game. Uh, it's because it it's an indie games. So, uh, it's like a it's a twin-stick shooter. So, it's like a, um, not a wave-based game, but like you have all these different monsters in a level, and you have to kill them all without dying, pretty much. So, and I'm a sucker for those. I was a big a big fan of. Uh, Geometry Wars when it came out, which was a twin-stick shooter as well, uh, and that came out for Xbox 360, so that was uh, Geometry Wars something evolved, I forget what it was called, but anyway, super fun game, pretty basic polygons, different little polygons coming at you, and you had to use you know both sticks to get through, so a lot of crazy runs in that game from many moons ago and had a lot more time, so this one, you actually like power up, and you get these different like weapons and stuff like that, and then you get mechs at times, so it's a very basic, over-the-top twin-stick shooter. It was a lot of fun. I think I paid like six bucks for it on sale, and it was—I mean, it was fun. I picked it up. I played through, I don't know, uh, maybe like six or seven levels. I mean, the levels are pretty short, so I could probably beat the game fairly quickly. But that was like a pick-up and play for a little bit sort of thing. So that was pretty cool. Would recommend that. Um, played Animal Crossing for uh, New Year's, so we were both on there. Uh, I think we're all on there. Watching the fireworks and the countdown. Very cute little setup that they had uh, in Animal Crossing, which was pretty yeah. cool. Um, and then I beat, or I didn't beat, I played a lot of, actually, Super Meat Boy. So Super Meat Boy was also on, like, deep discount on the eShop. I think it was, like, 3 bucks on the eShop. That's another game that uh, got ported over to Switch. Uh, it initially launched on the Xbox 360 and PS3. And it is a, I guess, one of those games where you just continuously die over and over again, kind of like Celeste. Um yeah. And yeah, it's like a lot of fun. Extremely difficult. I remember. I think I owned it on PC. I remember playing like the first few levels, and I was like, "All right, I get it. Yeah, I'm bad at video games. Leave me alone." Yeah, so it's it's fun. It was one of those things I picked up on like a random Saturday morning, I think, or a random morning, and just played for like a couple hours and got, or maybe not even a couple hours, like an hour and a half or so. But whatever, I got pretty far in it, and um, yeah, it's fun. So I don't know. I like these little pick up and play games. I've uh, been voicing my concerns in the What the Funcast Discord of, you know, I have been trying to, I've been trying to go through and um, play more of the games that I want to play. Like I, I picked up um, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. I want to get into that and try that out. Uh, there's all these games I want to try out, and like, personal life is starting to overtake my free time in the sense that I'm so 
brain dead by the time I'm done with my day, I'm like, I'll play a few rounds of Fortnite and go consume mushrooms and get experience points and go light things on fire and consume experience and get experience points in return <laughs> and stupid stuff like that. So um, that's about all my brain has had the ability to do lately. So um, I don't know. Hopefully I get out of my funk here and, and, and be able to play more games. And um, we will see, though. But yeah, I mean, I told you what helped me is and I'll tell, you know, the rest of our listeners um, what helped me is literally just making a list of the games not everything I own, but like making a list of the things that I've recently bought or things that are coming out and just like kind of ordering them by what I want to play. And this list is like ridiculously long, but a lot of these games are like not games I necessarily want to beat, but things I just want to try. So it's just like, so I don't forget that I've, cause I, there's so many games that I like forget that I own or whatever. Uh, so it's nice to have this list to kind of reference. So when I'm like, Oh, what do I want to play? Cause I get kind of paralyzed by choice when I have, like free time and i'm like okay well i have four hours i can play something now and i'm always like well what do i play and then by the time i figure it out the decision the four hours has passed so having this list is nice to reference because i can just go and be like okay well this is on my list i'll play this next um so so this episode is brought to you by todoist um <laughs> so not really i i did download todoist and started making my list exactly the way we were talking about so i've got like you can do um, sub like you can do like a list and then you can have like individual lists inside of so I did like video games and then I just did like these three little lists for these are Xbox games I want to play these are PC games these are PS4 PS5 and these are Switch games oh nice so I did start doing that I didn't I finish it but I should probably convert my list because mine are just in a Google Keep thing which is nice because it's it's easy I can access Google yes. Keep everywhere but to do this is probably a little bit more organized than it's than it's a really nice app I uh it is a really nice app. I, I didn't know about it. I was looking for like a to-do list app because I used to use, what did I used to use? I used to use Clear for a little bit. I used to use all these different things. I used to use Wonderlist, and then Wonderlist got bought up by Microsoft, and then oh, it's like, no. oh, download, yeah, download like Microsoft to do, and I'm like, hmm, or maybe I don't do that. <laughs> or consider this, not that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Keep is is fine, but the the organization does appeal to me. Um, maybe I could do that, but. Anyways, jumping into what I've done, now that it's like 22 <laughs> minutes in, because I've done a bunch of stuff. Um, so Christmas Day was a double feature, sat and watched both Wonder Woman uh, 1984 and Soul back-to-back. Um, Wonder Woman was fine. Um, the, more, the more time that goes on from when I saw it, the more I'm like, that was just okay. I don't know. Um, like I, I watched the original one right before it and it was, you know, still a good movie. It was fine. This one was fine. It's still, it's worth a watch, especially if you already have HBO max, it's literally free. If you don't, you can get the trial and watch it and it's literally free. Um, it's worth a watch, but it's not, don't go in expecting like, you know, a great, great film. It's kind of just when you want some like mindless action movie, um, it has some redeeming qualities, has some redeeming moments, but it's nothing super spectacular. Um, but Soul, I really, really enjoyed. I think I liked it a lot more than you did. Um, I think it's it's definitely kind of a return to form after Onward. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I think it kind of it rad not radiated, <laughs> uh, resonated with me uh, a lot more than I thought it would. Um, so I thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, but it didn't make me cry though, so it wasn't like that good. But it was good. Um, and then I watched Happiest Season, which is a Hulu original kind of Christmas movie. I was just in the mood. This was like in those days between Christmas and New Year's where time isn't real. I was just like, eh, let me watch a Christmas movie. And this was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, and then January 1st hit and my roommate, <coughs> I had like kind of totally forgotten about the Ratatouille TikTok musical, but then my roommate's like, we rented the Ratatouille TikTok musical. You want to watch? And I'm like, okay. So uh, sat and watched that. And it was something. It sure was a thing that was put together by people. Um, I mean, for what it is, it wasn't, bad it was definitely enjoyable and there was a lot of like talent on display um you know there was dancers there was singing they had great voices whatever but they t- they cast titus burgess um as remy the rat and he was also playing the role of like a narrator so it just i feel like if they had separated those roles it would have been a lot better um it also could have benefited from like a little bit more advanced kind of video editing but i also understand that everyone kind of just recorded at home on an iphone on a tripod or like leaning against the cup so i won't you know knock off points for that but it was fine it was good i think it's if you go on tiktok it's like 
streaming live sometimes like i've scrolled past and i've seen it like streaming live so i'm sure you can find it online somewhere or on tiktok um but besides that i did play a bunch of games um so i played i started out with playing everything um this is funny because there's this twitter account that uh like you know always posts these deals or whatever and he'll always post everything is on sale for two dollars on steam and you'll be like oh my god everything's two dollars on steam but it means the game called everything not everything um and it i wouldn't call it a game it's kind of like a documentary experience where you just become uh anything and everything like from a giraffe to a rock to a cell to like a quantum particle to a planet um, it's a very interesting concept. Uh, so I played that for like two hours and I was like, okay, I'm over this, but it was fun. Uh, I, I would suggest giving it a try for, you know, $2. And then I played Doki Doki Literature Club. So this is a game that's been, it's been on my list for a while because it's like one of those horror games or whatever. It's always listed on horror game lists, but it's not advertised as a horror game. It's advertised as like an anime dating sim. So it was never really up my alley, but I was like, I just want to see what this crazy twist is because everyone's like, oh, wait until you get to the twist. It's so crazy. And I played it and it was whack as hell. Um, so I don't know. If you're into anime dating sims, maybe it'll be more interesting for you. But I guess going into it, I already wasn't into the concept, so it just didn't work out for me. Um, you deserve everything that comes to you for playing that game. It was fine. It's free. It didn't cost any money. Um, oh, it is free. Yeah, it's totally free, and it has a kind of a cool concept. Like, I won't. I don't want to spoil anything, but it has a kind of a cool concept in the end. Like after the podcast, you can spoil the whole thing for me. Sure. <laughs> so it's it's not terrible, but I whatever. Anyway, um, I played some Doom, and here's the funny part. <laughs> so when I originally wrote this, this was la- I originally wrote this list of games that I played last week um, before like when before we decided that we were not going to do an episode last week so this week um i played more of doom and fun fact my computer crashed and it corrupted my save file for doom when i was halfway through the game so who knows if i'll ever play that game again um i did try hitman and hitman is a lot of fun um it gives me it scratches the itch that i've had for years now for like a splinter cell proper kind of splinter cell uh stealth game um where you're probably you're kind of given not an open world but an open map and you can you just have to assassinate a target and it gives you like free range to approach that mission any way you want there's like so many different ways for you to assassinate whether it's dropping a lighting excuse me dropping a lighting rig on the person when they're on stage whether it's serving them a spiked drink whether it's you know tugging them into a closet whatever like there's so many different ways that you can approach your your mission and it has such replayability um it's really really well done i thoroughly enjoyed like the you know um the tutorial slash like first level that i played um so i'll definitely jump back into that eventually um other random games that were on sale i bought general jousting because it was like 69 cents because of course um <laughs> i played through like the quote-unquote story mode and it was certainly a trip um probably won't be touching that again it's even it's banned on twitch so i can't even stream it to twitch if i wanted it's to. banned on twitch oh my it's gosh banned on twitch um so that was that was certainly experience uh i finished the wolf among us finally which was another debacle because i had lost my save previously but i had only been like or i was only like a, a chapter and a half in so it wasn't that big of a loss but i finished it super fun highly recommend um and excited for the wolf among us too and then obviously we talked about uh, Worms Rumble and Rocket Arena and the usual, more Hades, more Overwatch. I did get to the final, final boss in Hades, but I didn't win. So, there's that. <laughs> He's hard. Nice. I won't tell you who it is, though. Uh, but anyways, uh, so that's all for what we've done. I was telling Paul before this, I was like, should, or I was asking, I guess, I was like, should we do a, a list of like things that are upcoming for 2021? Like, should we, you know, give a, a, a year outlook kind of thing? Cause it's the first episode of the new year, but funny enough, we remembered way back in episode 68, we did the exact same thing. I had the same idea and we did an outlook. And when I tell you that basically every single thing that we had talked about on that list was delayed and is now coming out this year. So basically if you want the 2021 movie outlook, Go look at episode or listen to episode 68 because on this list we have such gems that have never been released as, uh, let's see, A Quiet Place Part 2, uh, No Time to Die, Black Widow, The Woman in the Window, Fast and Furious 9, um, Top Gun Maverick, In the Heights, Free Guy, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Jungle Cruise, Morbius, 
The Conjuring, Devil Made Me Do It, The Kingsman, Venom 2, Eternals, Godzilla vs. Kong, Raya and the Last Dragon, Dune. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> basically just so just crazy to me to that. that those still haven't come out yet. It is wild. The games list is not that bad, though. A lot of these games did end up coming out. Uh, I don't think any games have been majorly delayed besides like Cyberpunk, which did eventually come out for better or for worse. Um, so the games list is is accurate. Most of those did did see the light of day so that's good um but we'll talk about 2021 games um i don't know throughout the year <laughs> we're not going to do a whole outlook because nothing is certain anymore the future is the future is uh, a mystery but anyways shall we jump into the news the hot toppies let's jump into the news it's funny you're talking about hitman uh hitman and i went to go buy it because it hitman 2 was 11.99 on xbox so I'm sitting here scrolling through my order history because when I went to go buy it, it was like already downloadable. And I think I think they did. I don't know. I have to look. I don't know if they did a free play weekend or something or why why it was showing as free for me. I think I may have downloaded the trial. So anyway, <laughs> Anyways, oh well. It's so ship has sailed for for you and for anyone listening that's interested in Hitman. It's kind of confusing. So Hitman one was released in an episodic nature. Every episode is released like every uh, a new episode was released every month. Uh, episode being like a level. Uh, whereas Hitman 2 was released as a package. In Hitman 2, you can buy the legacy levels from Hitman 1 as DLC. So that's what I did, and that's what I recommend doing, is buying like the Hitman 2 Gold Edition or whatever, Deluxe Edition, um, and you'll get all the Hitman 2 levels and all the Hitman 1 levels. In, and you'll have like the new kind of mechanics and weapons that come with Hitman 2 to use in Hitman 1. Um, mm, okay. That route. And then Hitman 3 comes out, I think, in just a couple weeks. Maybe, maybe comes this out week. I forget. January 20th, actually. So literally next week. <laughs> Within. Oh my gosh, that's so days. crazy. I can't yes. even believe it's the 20th already. Well, it's the 12th, but yes. It comes well, out the right. 20th. <laughs> yeah, it's so soon. It's very so. soon. But we have a rectangular February to look forward to, so that's exciting. Right. Like it starts on Monday and it ends on Sunday. Nice and neat. Wait, what is that? February 1st is on Monday, and oh, the 28th okay. is on Sunday. It's like it's a perfectly rectangular month. <laughs> four, or, yeah, four full weeks. Yeah. Okay, man, whatever tickles your fancy. It's satisfying to me. <laughs> Anyways. Yes, the strangest things are satisfying to you. Correct. Um, all right, so there's no entertainment news this week, right? Uh, but we've got some video game news coming up here. So we are 30 minutes into the show. Let's jump into perhaps... The craziest article of the past two weeks, we'll say. Uh, I mean, we'll say the past week because this came out just six days ago. So a huge article came out from WCCFTech.com detailing what data miners are finding about the Switch Pro, or at least the rumored new Switch revision. So this is something we've talked about for a long time, and I still will not believe it until I see it with my eyes and see Nintendo announcing it. but this one comes from Francesco Francesco DiMio. Um, and just kind of scrolling through it here, it seems like the uh, they're going through, and there's a, a well-known uh, hacker, console hacker and data miner, Skyrus M, um, uh, that discovered a new Switch revision codenamed Ola? Ola? A-U-L-A? Ula? I don't know. Ula? Ala? Ala? A-U-L-A. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, it'll it'll be apparently using the Mariko system on a chip, uh, so this new model won't be a docked only one, uh, as Ayula does support handheld mode as well. So uh, they've got a quote here: Nintendo actually is working on a new model with upgraded display stuff, and has been for about one and a half to two years. I personally, and this comes from the hacker uh, slash data miner, who says I personally believe it's 4K given the signs I'm seeing in the firmware, but that's not confirmed yet, and it could be wrong. The new hardware is codenamed Aula. It uses Mariko's system on a chip. There's a bunch of references to it in code. Atmosphere supports the new display already in theory. Uh, Aula explicitly supports handheld mode. It is not docked only. That's Calcio, which seems like it's for internal use uh, slash never releasing since Calcio has no game card slot and no back. I think it's Calcio, not Calcio. <laughs> Calcio? Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that, I think it's just an internal. My brain went to Calico, kit. but yes. <laughs> Fair. Um, so there's, there's some interesting pieces here. So they also go on to say that the switch revision would feature an upgraded OLED screen. Uh, but the data miner is not sure about the resolution. 
Uh, the console will support 4K in some form, so what they're thinking is that it's actually going to be within the new dock that's included with the system, um, and that it would allow better performance, and that would be thanks to better cooling and better battery life. So um, the data miner speculates that there will be like DSi enhanced type games, uh, where you know, like the way when you had a DSi your game would be more enhanced with the DSi uh, versus the regular DS. So uh, same, same thing with PS4 Pro. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say. PS4 Pro and PS4. Um, so this is exciting. An OLED screen sounds really fancy. An OLED um, screen sounds like the most un-Nintendo thing to do. Like, I just don't even believe that that's going to happen. I mean... I, I don't know. I just... My brain can't wrap it around. Like, I, I just... It's possible. OLED screens I, are, are not uncommon these days. Like... They used to be super expensive and really, really, you know, hard to get and not really consumer items. They used to only be used in like production houses and studios, um, like for TV and movies, as reference monitors. But now they're like on phones all the time, and phone screens are not, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not a phone manufacturer, but I feel like you can find an OLED screen on pretty budget phones these days. So I can't imagine that it would be that much more expensive to make it uh, into a switch screen. Like it's totally yeah, feasible. no, I don't. I don't think it's a matter of feasibility, right? I think it's more of a matter of of cost. Would a manufacturer like Nintendo, knowing what Nintendo does, and okay, so compare obviously the Switch and Nintendo's normal habits. Like the Switch actually was kind of like a, a stray from their normal form, right? Because that was something that like people are like, this not only looks good, it's functionally good, like you would expect from Nintendo, but it looks like something like new and futuristic yeah. whereas the wii u looked like a fisher price toy the <laughs> wii even was very not like a fisher price toy necessarily but also like it looked like a toy whereas the switch was like oh this is like okay this is a a next generation handheld system uh yeah. that can also be played on the tv and there's a lot of that so now i think is their time to take that and really slim down and and just take everything they've learned from the switch and really make that into a nice revised system where you now you have the opportunity to make like a DS Lite. Um, obviously, there's a Switch Lite, but you get my drift where they can really refine all the best parts of the Switch and make a formal revision like a Switch Slim or in this case a Switch Pro that you have enhanced versions of the game. So I know a lot of people online were talking about, okay, let me pop in my Breath of the Wild game and let me get 60 FPS locked. Let me get, you know, whatever that might be like, uh, on whatever Maybe games. like you know, 4K upscaled or something like that. Uh, right. I don't think it'll run native 4K games, but maybe it will for, for some lighter games. But I think if the 4K thing, if the chip supports 4K, I think it'll just be 4K upscaling uh, more so than anything. Uh, but I think now's the time. I mean, the Switch has been around since 2016, right? It's been nearly five years. Um, I think now's the time for a revision. Um, I mean, in, in the olden days, this would be a time for a brand new console altogether. Um, so a revision is not, you know so much of a rumor as it was like the switch pro has been rumored forever right but now it's it definitely feels like it's necessary or realistic I don't know. well yeah i mean it feels more necessary now because the new systems are out right so it's like yeah. you got you're going to the store and like i don't i still don't think that people are going to the store like oh yeah what's your output resolution on the docked mode of switch uh for a switch and maybe no. that's me who has the next gen consoles as well so i'm not really worried about that but I just I don't think that people are I don't think that narrative is as imperative as it used to be. Whereas it was like, oh, Xbox 360 is in HD. Like, is the Switch in HD? I don't think anybody's really walking and be like, oh, is the Switch 4K? Oh no, okay. I, I think don't want you're it, right. The general public, yes, but the general public also doesn't do that with the new con like PS5 and Xbox Series X. But I feel like Twitter has been like the console wars. I feel like were alive and well with the Series X and PS5. Like. There's always people like talking about like fanboys and whatever. I'm like, oh, we still do this. Right. Like, this wasn't just when I was in middle school. Um, yeah. So I think it's it's much more prominent than you think, but not within the general public, obviously, and that it never was with the general public. Like, I mean, I, I guess yeah. what I'm saying is when it comes to Nintendo consoles, but most specifically to the Switch right now, I don't think that the people that are out there buying Switches are most worried about 4K get graphics or yeah, yeah, yeah. anything like that, right? Yeah, no, it would definitely be an added benefit for like the core players, like us. Whereas right, right, right. Um, it would be, they would definitely have to make more refinements in general um, to make it marketable. And I'm sure that they would, their marketing team knows what they're doing. Um, right. So yeah, no, I'm excited. I mean, I, I, my one fear, I guess, is like, I wish that they would kind of rework the joy cons to just feel a little bit more premium. Cause like I was playing ring fit earlier and when 
the one of the jo- the Joy-Con in the ring vibrates, it like it sounds like it's falling apart. <laughs> like what is happening? Oh my god. Um like it doesn't it doesn't feel like premium. It feels like it's like rattling as opposed to vibrating. Um so I, I wish that they would rework them and my fear is that that they're going to make sure that the Switch Pro is like compatible with your existing accessories and so they won't like it'll have the same rails and thus like they won't rework it too much. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, I think that they might be, it might use the same rails, but I would imagine that they would do something new. I mean, I would love to see a Joy-Con with a D-pad like the Switch Lite has. Like, I think that that is 100% appropriate. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I guess I, I was confu- more so worried, like, if they made it thinner, I guess, because I feel like whenever you have a right. new thing, it's always like, ooh, it's thinner and cooler, and so the rails physically wouldn't be able to be made thinner, you know? I gotcha. I see what you're saying. Okay. I mean, well, then the confusing part is this rumor comes out or this article comes out pretty much saying that, hey, yeah, the Switch Pro seem, is, is presumably coming. And then there was that big supposed leak that was calling it out for April, right, an April launch with, I don't know, a, a listing of games that would never happen all at once like that, like Mario Kart 9, all these, you know, whatever, ridiculous internet rumor, not, yeah. not something I haven't seen in the past. But did you see the Mario Switch that they announced today? I did. It looks really cool. It's all red and blue and fancy. Yeah. But so then that's like something else that I missed about like, that. No, it's just like, I mean, I guess, and I and I've had the same question with Nintendo before, where like there's been a lot of rumors of a revision coming out, and then they release like some special edition like that, um, probably to get rid of old stock, right? Where yeah. now it's a like the casing is like the system is red from like pretty much not around the screen, but all the bezels around the screen and then the back of the console are red and then the joy cons are red and then they have blue uh what are they called the joy con straps right yeah. and then the dock is blue and then the uh controller holder is blue so i don't know it's a clever idea but kind of weird i mean it's launching alongside super mario 3d world um plus bowser's fury on february 12th but just a a weird time to release another switch console like that like or like a, just a special edition i don't know i don't think Maybe it's that just weird my opinion. considering the like the xbox cyberpunk edition was released like literally i mean it wasn't supposed to be released a month before the series x came out but it, or after the series x came out um but it was supposed to release in april and the series x was still going to come out you know in six months after that so i don't think it's too weird that they would release because it's like a special edition it's more of a collector's edition really yeah. rather than like go buy this brand new system kind of thing so i think it definitely is trying to just get rid of like excess stock maybe or it's also maybe. a correlation with the 35 35th 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 anniversary um, true so i don't know i do you know why do you know what else is supposed to come out in april this april Last April, Cyberpunk oh. was all supposed to come out in April. So that's what I was saying. Cyberpunk was supposed to come out in April, and but even though, it, even so, that special edition would have still been just six months away. From True, the I see what X. you're saying. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, fair point. I so. I would be shocked if we didn't see some announcement of the Switch Pro by May June time frame. Yes. Um, I would be shocked if it wasn't releasing this summer or even the spring, because I do think that Nintendo has had good success, like with the Switch years ago, coming out in the middle of the spring, uh, March more specifically, and doing pretty well. I would not be surprised if that was the case, but then with COVID and everything, maybe it got delayed to like this holiday, I could see that happening as well. I think just holiday releases are so messy to me. Like, they're fun in the spirit of it, and I get it why they do holiday releases, but there's just never enough stock. Like, there's never been a holiday release where it's been like easy to find the item that right. you're trying to get as a gift. So it's I feel like it's never a good idea. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. 100% agree. Exactly. Um, you know what's also messy? What is? Google Stadia. <laughs> Wait, we even talk about Bowser's Fury. Not that there's much to talk about. We got oh, a trailer for, for Bowser's Fury. I'm sitting here um, looking up. I'm trying to find the, uh, I'm trying to find the trailer. It's... It was on their Twitter. It's It looks cool. So Bowser's Fury is the DLC for Super Mario 3D World. or Is it DLC or is it considered a separate title? I think it's DLC, right? It's uh, Yeah, it's considered like... I guess it's considered like a separate title, but yeah, it's essentially DLC. Yeah. They've been doing this plus thing with some of the other games too, like, like re-releases. They did... Um, with uh, Captain Super Toad. Mario Super... 
Yeah, and then Super Mario Superstar Saga on 3DS plus, like, I don't know, Bowser Jr.'s Minions or something like that. And it was like a little side story. Yeah. So it's just like extra content to be like, oh, it's not a port. There's new content. Which no, the new content does look good. Mario goes like Super Saiyan a little bit. But anyways, um, <laughs> it's coming out on February 12th. Uh, and it's currently, uh, as of right now, up for pre-order. Um, so go on, get you some Super Mario 3D World, which is an excellent game that was kind of forgotten on the Wii U. Um, so I'm glad it's finally being ported. I think that was like the last holdout of a game I really wanted to be ported because I never gave it uh, a fighting chance on Wii U. But oh. yes, what? Are no, nothing. Here? I'm watching this. I didn't realize Bowser Jr. has like a prominent role. I guess you can like have Bowser Jr. as like a secondary character or something, or a second player character. I don't. Oh, I, don't I didn't even like watch is. the. De- I just skipped to the end part where it started the Bowser Fury stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Or okay. Um, well, there's Cat Mario with a bunch of cats like sniffing him. Of course. Weird. Uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely give this game a shot. I'm like getting the chills as I'm watching this. This game was so good. Yes, it is. It is a lot of fun. Uh, it'll definitely scratch the Mario, the 3D Mario itch, um, if that's what you're looking for. After playing right. uh, Super Mario Odyssey, so uh, yes, you mentioned Stadia being a joke earlier. <laughs> um, correct, Stadia. <laughs> Too early of a segue. You're yeah, I'm great at them. Stadia and GeForce Now are coming officially to LG TVs. So we are in full CES week. Um, I don't know if you if you care about tech or whatever. I don't think we go too much into tech on this podcast but um ces is happening all this week so all kinds of new tvs and monitors and you know headphones and uh razor the gaming company is making an rgb face mask now with like a voice with a speaker so that you can people can hear you i don't know it's wild um but along all those announcements lg has announced their brand new tv lineup um so this one comes from the verge and i quote lg has announced that it's bringing two of the leading cloud gaming services hmm, leading okay Google Stadia and GeForce Now to its newest TVs later this year. Stadia is expected to be available in the second half of the year after 2021 lineup of OLED QNED. What the hell is NED? I don't know what that means. And nanocell TVs uh, start shipping, with GeForce Now services coming sometime later. The news signifies a continued expansion for both services. Google has promised that Stadia will come to Google TV, including the latest Chromecast, uh, in the first half of 2021. And last week, Sony announced its 2021 lineup of TVs, uh, and they all run Google TV. So it's safe bet that you'll also be able to find Stadia on those when they ship in a few months. Um, as for GeForce Now, it's currently available only on the well. It's currently available on the Nvidia Shield platform, uh, Windows, Mac, Chrome, Android, uh, and Safari, uh, and iPad OS, which is interesting. Um, but it's not natively shipping on any TV. So LG is going to be the first in that regard. Um, I don't really know the success of either of these streaming services. I don't think any game streaming service is necessarily successful at the moment, but I guess if you're no. just focusing on that specific market, then I'm sure one of them is the winner. I don't know who it is, but I got to tell you, I have a Stadia under my bed that I don't know what to do with, so there's that. <laughs> and you got it for free, not to mention. And I got it for free. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if, if I had to subscribe to one, I would... Well, actually, I don't know how GeForce Now works. I don't know if GeForce Now is just a subscription or if you have to buy the games additionally. Um, but regardless, I don't like the models of each. But if it's now on the TVs, I'm sure this will encourage people to be like, oh, yeah, I'll pick up a controller for 50 bucks and play games on my TV. I don't have to buy a console. Why not? So who knows? Um, and then speaking of little... Actually, no, this isn't. <laughs> there's no segue. There's no good segue into this. <laughs> <laughs> um Jedi Fallen Order is getting or has gotten a next-gen upgrade. Uh, this actually came out today. Um, so this one comes from IGN. EA and developer Respawn have issued a patch for Je- uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order that updates the game for next-generation consoles. While it's not a next-gen version of the game, it doesn't add uh, new features or new tech. Um, the patch does allow the PS4 and Xbox One versions of Fallen Order to make use of the significantly more powerful console hardware. Um, so they don't really go into specifics, but I'm assuming that this means that it can run at a little bit higher resolutions or higher FPS or both. Um, so go go update your game. If you haven't beaten that game already, go play it. It's excellent. I think there's like some DLC stuff. I was telling Paul, Paul's like, I'm never going to boot that game up again. I'm like, but you can fight all the monsters that they added. Paul's like, I'm not going to do that. I said, okay. So yeah, maybe I you will, to assume that I'm going to do that. <laughs> I have it on PC, so I won't even see the upgrade. There's no point. Yeah, I think no, it's, it I, already I, I'm good. That game was fantastic. The single player campaign was amazing, and I am good. I mean, this is great for people that haven't played it yet, and like, this is really great for people that own an Xbox Series X, 
have Game Pass and get this for free and are just starting this up now, mm-hmm. just go live your life. That's awesome. Yes. Um, I did look up the Razer mask, by the way. That's what I was sitting here watching while you were going through this upgrade. Uh, that is wild. Like It's so it extra. Has this, oh, it's very extra. I mean, it's got this thing that like projects your voice. That's pretty wild. I mean, Because it's all plastic. Right. It's all plastic. This so, is... Yeah. This is purely a flex of a flex of technology is what this yeah, is. It's absolutely like they were like, look at what our people at R and D were doing because they had nothing better to do, kind of thing. Right, right, um, exactly. So, exactly. anyways, um, do you want to well, take the next one? You want there's a good segue from Jedi into the next yes. one. Yes. So Lucasfilm Games is back. Uh, so this one comes from Engadget. Uh, this is not a dev studio. It's just a name to publish games under. Uh, so they write, it's been a while since Lucasfilm was associated with video games, though. That's because the LucasArts team was effectively shut down following Disney's acquisition of Lucasfilm in 2012. The name is being revived, though, for all games that use the studio's IP. Lucasfilm Games is now the official identity for all gaming titles from Lucasfilm, a name that encompasses the company's rich catalog of video games and its eye towards the future, a post on StarWars.com explains. Uh, so they have a little sizzle reel here. That goes through all sorts of games that they've uh, that they you know have the rights to. I mean, mainly some of the newer Star Wars games more than anything else, which include um, you know Battlefront Two, the more recent games, uh, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, Jedi Fallen Order, uh, Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes, which I believe is a mobile game. I believe I'm pretty sure it's a mobile game, um, and right. then just some sizzle reel footage in between here. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic, some new content, I guess, there for the online game, the Sims 4 expansion pack, the game that came to Oculus VR, um, so all sorts of stuff, uh, and they're going to continue making, well, well, not making, I should say, publishing more games under that name, which is great. I mean, these are all, these are all fun games, they're, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that can be done with the Star Wars franchise in terms of video games. Um, but what they instead turned to, with their first major announcement being an Indiana Jones game uh, made by Bethesda, uh, which is pretty completely out of left field. Right. So they announced that, and then I guess it was today, um, Bethesda put up a tweet that literally just said uh, it was a a, a small little teaser trailer, um, and obviously led up to. Uh, there being some sort of uh, teaser of it being an Indiana Jones video game. It was like the music, and there was the whip, and wherever, and like the hat. Right. Like, oh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. And then Bethesda tweeted out, a new Indiana Jones game with an original story is in development from our studio, Machine Games, and will be executive produced by Todd Howard in collaboration with Lucasfilm Games. It'll be some time before we have more to reveal, but we're very excited to share today's news. I would say this is a 2023 game um, at (laughs) a minimum, maybe a 2022 game. Uh, I think that King of not getting everybody, <laughs> right? Yeah, don't don't get your hopes up. Uh, but also remember what happened with Avengers. Right, Avengers took forever. It finally came out. It was <coughs> excuse me. It was kind of rushed, right? Uh, to the point that they weren't done with it, and it came out and it bombed miserably. So I wouldn't even say I it was would, rushed. I feel like just the very concept wasn't right. But who's to say? Um, yeah. Hopefully, this will be more of uh, like a single player adventure, kind of how. So, uh, Disney has obviously found success in licensing out their properties to other developers to make games for, as opposed to doing them in house. Case in point, the Spider Man PS4 games licensed out to Insomniac. Right. Um, so, I hope that this is one of those where they kind of license it out to Bethesda and they, you know, create this excellent, you know, first. Uh, first not first person um uh single player adventure game um as opposed to kind of like marvel's avengers kind of destiny looter shooter whatever that that's genre true. is of like money grab kind of games that's what they feel like to me right i i guess you're right yeah so but i mean this is also bethesda right and bethesda's known well for more open really open world games like i'm I, my mind goes to fallout right very buggy and there's a lot of I think that there's going to be a lot more QA just given how big the Avengers name is, right? And, and like, I hear what you're saying about it being a, an online multiplayer game, but with how big the Avengers franchise is and how miserably it tanked, regardless of what game kind, what type of game it is, yeah. I think that a lot of the studio-based IPs now are going to be really, really, really tightly 
uh, I guess QA'd is probably the best way to put it. It's going to be QA'd the, you know, re, in, a, in a way that I would hope is what's best for the property and the studio and everything else, right? I, mean, yeah. I guess we'll see what happens, but that's so just the, my guess. The studio Machine Games, like the subsidiary mm-hmm. Machine Games under Bethesda, is the developer of the Wolfenstein games. Um, so that can kind of give you an idea of what these games might you know, look like or play like in terms of quality and, and whatnot. I haven't played the Wolfenstein games, so I have no idea whether these were like highly well received or anything, these these new these new games, but that's that's all I have to offer there. People no, yeah, people have spoken really highly of the Wolfenstein games. I, I played a little bit of um some of the some of the smaller Wolfenstein games, like uh, Wolfenstein Old Blood I forget which ones they were. They they were like I think they were a cheaper there's the new order. So the 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 reboot was twenty nine or two thousand nine, kind of um, the loose sequel, new start of the franchise. That was the original Wolfenstein. There was new order, the old blood, Wolfenstein two, the new Colossus, Young Blood, and then uh, last year was Cyber Pilot or two years ago, twenty nineteen. Uh, Cyber Pilot was the VR version, the VR game. Oh, okay. Um, there you go. So yeah, yeah Young Blood is the latest one, and that one actually was Young Blood. Young Blood was terribly received. Yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't received too well. The new yeah, Wolfenstein was... two, the new Colossus was pretty well received. It got like right. eights, nines across the board. Yep, and that's when they ported to Switch. Yeah, Young Blood was also it was released on all major systems, I think, and it was very poorly received. There's like an RPG system they tried to put in. I don't know. It just wasn't wasn't very well received. Um, well, let's hope they do it right for Indiana Jones. <laughs> and they will. So the new Colossus was good. Old Blood, New Order, all those uh, all those games were good. Are they single so. player games, Wolfenstein? Or are they yes. like single player adventures? Okay. Single so player, yeah. basically, what I'm hearing is that the Indiana Jones game is going to be Uncharted. Is <laughs> well, that's right, and that's kind of where my mind goes too. Like that's what would it would I would say they could probably even do Jedi Fallen Order in the sense of. Indiana Jones, but with a whip, and in Indiana Jones world, and it would probably be just as good. So yeah, like a Souls I would imagine game. they would, yeah, they would probably follow uh, a similar formula there. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but it's funny because Indiana Jones is getting a video game, and now Uncharted is getting a movie, which is a perfect segue into our last bit here. And maybe we'll actually end on time. Um, so Sony, we talked about CES and Sony had a little presentation, um, mainly talking about their actual consumer tech, like drones and TVs and whatnot, but they did have a little bit of a portion dedicated to PlayStation. Um, so some comes from comicbook.com, uh, as part of Sony's larger participation in CES 2021, Sony Interactive Entertainment president and CEO Jim Ryan made an appearance in a a video largely about PS5 and the PlayStation brand in general. In it, Ryan called the upcoming Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland and the Last of Us HBO series. Uh, from Craig Mazin, just the beginning, uh, indicating that there should be plenty more on the horizon. Given that Sony w- uh, has said at the end of last year that they'll be making 10 total movies and shows based on PlayStation IPs, Ryan's words seem to align directly with that vision. Uh, Uncharted movie is currently scheduled for July 2021, and The Last of Us show is still in production. Um, but they did show a quick sizzle reel, which kind of, uh, this is like weird undercover news, I feel like. I'm like, breaking news because i didn't like have any official source for this this is like me with a source um screenshot from the end of the sizzle reel on on youtube and uh they have some updated release dates so obviously we know ratchet and clank and horizon forbidden west are coming 2021 those haven't been updated we just don't know when they're coming in 2021 um returnal is coming march 19th 2021 pragmata is coming now 2023 this was previously scheduled for 2022 so it got a bit of a delay there uh solar ash is coming june 2021 Kenna Bridge of Spirits is coming March 2021, which is exciting. I didn't know it was coming that soon. Um, Stray and Ghostwire Tokyo are both October 2021. Little Devil Inside, which is the game about like the little people that are the inside of your body, <laughs> I guess. Um, July 2021, this one looked a lot of fun. Uh, Project Athea has a date, January 2022. That's exciting. And uh, Hitman 3, obviously, we just talked about, is coming uh, next week. So a lot of exciting stuff to look forward to in the PS5 world if you are feeling that you didn't have enough games to play. Did you notice in the uh, snippet there it's January 2021 yes. for him at 3? <laughs> I did notice, and I was like, is this a fake screenshot? But I literally took the screenshot <laughs> from the PlayStation video. No, yeah, I did see I did see this hit the news earlier, right, where people were talking about the dates. and um, I mean, this is good stuff. kind of sucks that Ratchet & Clank and Horizon don't have more concrete dates, but good to see Horizon coming in 2021 being a confirmation, right? Because there was some talk about, oh, well, maybe Horizon's further out. Maybe Horizon's more of a 2022 game. So 
it is good to see that confirmation, and it, we may have been uh, that may have been confirmed before too. But uh, yeah. good to see it again. Kena Bridge of Spirits. We talked about that right before the uh, before the show here. That's exciting to be twenty twenty one. Excuse me, March in twenty twenty one. So that's like the Pixar looking game. So that's pretty promising. So I think there's some good stuff here. I mean, um, Returnal. You know, I mix up all these games, and until I actually look into them, I'll be uh, shooting blind here. But Returnal is mean, like good, the. Um roguelike like you keep dying and coming back but it's like not a it's not like a top down or like side scroller it's like an actual 3d fps mm, kind of like okay. interstellar not interstellar gravity it feels like gravity because just like one woman who's an astronaut she keeps dying you'd, you'd oh. recognize that once you see it yeah yeah i see it that's the new housemark game yes okay yes i didn't realize that was a roguelite it's like the whole it's in the name returnal she keeps returning like she dies and then I don't know if it's procedurally generated, but like she keeps. Yeah, no, you it's die. not. So, oh yeah, no, it is. You're right. You're right. Okay, okay. Roguelike shooter game, role playing game, more. Okay. Um, well, I did not know that that was a roguelike. Well, that's yeah. good to know. Um, I mean, Returnal. So, which one's Pragmata? That's the one. Pragmata is also space, so it's easy to get confused. Pragmata is the one where there was like a little girl walking through Times Square, and it was like right. the apocalypse, and some astronaut came and like took her to the moon. And that was all the trailer gave us. We have no idea what it is, so I have no idea. But it's coming twenty twenty three, so I guess we'll we have some time to wait. Solar Ash, Kena Bridge of Spirits. I'm I'm pretty sure that's the one I'm thinking of. Yes, I don't know Solar Ash. Yep. off the top of my head. Oh, Kena looks good. Oh, Solar Ash was um, is kind of I guess fancy the spiritual sequel. Yeah, from Hyperlight Drip Drifter. Oh um, yes, yes, yes. Oh, Stray yes. is the cat game. Yes, Stray looks the exciting. Five, yes. Um, um, when's that one coming out? Stray October is coming out. October 2021. Oh, Worm. Yep. I'm sure all these games are going to get delayed. <laughs> Stop, have faith. I'm excited for March, though. Uh, got two big games, and I can finally actually like feel like I have a use for my PS5. Because after I beat Miles Morales, I'm like, well, it's there. I have one. You should you should really take some time and play some of the PS Plus collection games. I know you can play them on PS4 as well, but you should. One day. Like now you've played Doki Doki Literature Club or whatever, <laughs> instead of wasting your time playing some bullshit game. That was like could... a it's like a three hour game. That's why it was on the list. Whatever. Um here, I'll tell you what You could take those three hours and you could put it towards a good game. It's fine. I have from the PS Plus collection I specifically have uh Ratchet and Clank that I want to play and The Last Guardian. I want to, yeah. Funny story. So, just as uh, the prophecy foretold, I have the Last Guardian sealed, and now I have it for free digitally. So, um, <laughs> which is great. Love. That. I also have it, not sealed, but I have it. That's good. That's yeah, good. At least we great. go down together. Mm -hmm. uh, I do want to try Persona Five. Like, I want to just try. I know I'm not going to like it. I just want to try it and see what it is because people are always freaking out about it. It's like one of the highest rated games. Like, I know on of all time. <laughs> like. It's crazy. I, I know. I'm like, but, what, what am I missing out on? So my, my roommate Scott was telling me, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, it's a great game. It's like 100 hours. I'm like, it's what? Yeah, what there's there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm like 170 hours in. I still haven't seen everything. I'm like, mm, anyways, I'm going to go play Fortnite. Like, that's exhausting to me. But, yeah, I have no idea, like, what even kind of game it is. I just know of it. Maybe I should, right. maybe I should find out. Maybe we should try it. It's not multiplayer, right? No, I think it's a single-player game. It's the sixth installment in the series. Why is it called five then? Anyways, <laughs> and I think I that's, I don't, I don't, that's it. For I don't this have episode. these answers. All right, I think uh, we've reached the end. Any final closing remarks before we wrap up? Yeah, I'm trying to look at. Oh, Pragmata. We talked about that one. That's the one with the girl in the city and the astronaut. Okay. Yes. I, I, I just how do you how do you delay a game to 2023? That is two full years from now. I think it's going to be like Death Stranding, where Death Stranding was also delayed like forever. And we were all, all we were given was Norman Reedus being pregnant. And we still don't oh know what the God. game is about. And it's out. We still don't know what it's right. about. So, Project I, I Athea. No I remember this one. Project Athea. It was like a brand new IP. It kind of looked like the Unreal Engine demo. That's what I associate yeah. it with. But I know it's different. But this one got pulled. This got pulled in, by the way. So Pragmata got pushed out, but Project Athea got pulled in. Yeah, I don't think anyone was expecting it to be so soon, especially because it doesn't have a name. <laughs> so right. I don't think anyone was expecting, oh, January 2022? Because I think, and my, I have, like, of my list of games to play, I have, like, games that are, you know, all the games that were showcased at the PS5 thing. Um, and up until now, I just had TBD next to Project Athea. So I think this is the first we're hearing of any release announcement. 
unless you're yeah. seeing otherwise. Uh, no, 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 no. Project Athea was 2023 before. Now oh. it's 2022. Interesting. And January at that, which is crazy. Maybe it's a typo. Yeah. Who knows? Just like they mistyped the January. Uh, I mean, these games look really interesting. I'm super excited. Uh, someone tried to draw a parallel here between what looks like Final Fantasy 15 um, and Project Athea, which is interesting. Project Athea Square Enix's new IP, right? Yes. Am I making that up? Yeah. Nope. It's their PlayStation exclusive. Yes. So we'll see. S- some weird-looking animals and stuff here. <laughs> Speaking of weird-looking animals, I forgot to mention I played Bug Snacks. That sure is a video game that someone made. <laughs> Uh, that game is weird. It was. It's very much an indie game, like made in Unity. Like it is not. Yeah. It is not a title that they should have spent so much time on during their events. Mm-hmm. But here we are. I Anyways, agree, but it had like this cult following. So. Um, yeah, because it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so dumb. It's wild. It's like lightly entertaining, but it's not great. Anyway, right. it's not charming enough to be great or to, to warrant. I did forget one other thing that I did this week. Uh, I did get a flu shot today, so congratulations to Ooh, me. Very exciting. Now that oh, like yeah. flu season is almost over. <laughs> I know. I know, that's like fine. I've never had a flu shot before, so it was like, really? okay. Yeah, never? No, I've never had one before. No. I, fi- I was going to get it this year, but I'm like, I'm literally not even leaving my house at all. Like, if I'm going to be exposed enough to get the flu, I'm going to be exposed enough to get COVID, and I'm, I'm not planning on getting either, so I just didn't get one right. this year. Yeah, I, I got it. My arm hurts. I'm being a child about it. It's no, it'll it's that's normal. It'll like be bruised a little bit. You're fine. Can't wait. Great. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. This has been episode 101. 101 or 101? What's the naming convention? I don't know. Whatever whatever you want. I However you're feeling. 101 feels better. <laughs> this has been episode 101 of What the Fun Cast. Catch us on Twitch. Hit up our Discord. Go buy merch or don't. But the sweaters are really comfy. Can confirm. They are very <laughs> comfortable. This is Paul and Ahmed signing off. Peace.